Hello and welcome to episode 94 of the FPL Hangover Podcast, where we raise the bar in order to tone all things FPL related. You were joining us here on the 7th of December. Game week 11 has just ended, Southampton and Brighton match has finished. And uh, yeah, it is a foggy, foggy fucking night in Limerick City, Ireland. So foggy, you can barely see two feet in front of you. But if you're lost, folks, don't worry, you can just follow the green, green glow shining out of my rectum that's right it's a big green arrow for me this week and uh someone who's not so lucky but is very familiar with rectums my podcast partner in crime Seamus how are you getting on my friend how are you how's your game week been man uh it's been a roller coaster it's been a it's been a roller coaster that's probably the best way to do it it's been ups there's been downs not not ups and downs coming and going. Literally just ups on a Saturday, downs on a Sunday. And what I was expecting... So just one was up and one down, up. basically. Well, I was hoping for some more ups today because yeah. I had two players playing in tonight's game, but no, more downs. Uh, so, yeah, looks like... Now, this is on live FPL and he's got to be confirmed. It's looking like I'm on a red, but it's close. It's super close. It's almost a grey arrow. And a simple change of awarding of bonus <laughs> points could put You're me clutching. on a grey or put me on a green. You're it's clutching. so hard. It's so tough. You're so clutching. Tough. And I, yes, to to any of you coming in cold right now, and it is just a couple of minutes in, uh, Seamus has been going through a lot of turmoil with the, the Southampton-Brighton match. It's, it's as he mentioned, ridiculously close as to whether you got a red or green. So uh, little things like, uh, you know, certain yellow cards, maybe, maybe a, a save point here or there. There. That was like Seamus was on the edge of his seat for the last five minutes of that. Like it, it literally delayed us recording. And uh, yeah, um, you've missed it, but we're here now to to kind of give you the the aftermath. Uh, Seamus, come on, what's the crack? Where like is it a red or a green? Just right now, it's a How red. Do you f- it's a red. It's, straight it's up a red. red. It's fifteen places I have fallen. What looked what? like I was 15? breaking. Yeah, fifteen. One five. One five. Double digits, yeah. 15 <laughs> places at the minute. So this is why the changing of the bonus points from Vestergaard getting, you know, one to zero or whoever's on for bonus, even changing, that could make all the difference. And it looks like a late yellow card for my super goalkeeper has dropped me down the rank. McCarthy seems to have gotten a late yellow card. I didn't even see it in the match. Um, I was too busy celebrating that he'd gotten a three saves, so he got a save point, which was going to be my green arrow. And then somewhere he's got a yellow. So, yeah. Some random like mag- magic, you know, moment of magic. McCarthy's picked himself I, up a yellow. It has to be my low point of the week. Now, I can only hope that that was a mistake made by the officials and the actual <laughs> yellow card went to one of their defenders or something like that. Um, because if that happens, then I may be on a green. So okay. I'm, I'm clutching I'm clutching at straws here. But yeah, at the yeah. minute, it's looking like a, this one of the smallest reds you could possibly get. You're clutching at something a little... A little more than straws. You're clutching at the, you know, the hair on the top of my head, Seamus. Cubic hairs, yeah. yeah. There's not much to to be grabbing. Uh, mm. Apologies, I just took a sup. Very unprofessional. I think I'm feeling a bit relaxed because I had a fucking stormer this week. Absolutely crazy. Now, I don't don't usually go in for this, uh, you know, talking about my team in great detail. uh, But... 
yeah, I got 95 points this week. Uh, that's The average is 69 so far. Um, 95 points, um, 69 top 10k average, and 61 overall average. So a massive green arrow, which has seen me rise from 876 up to 382. Um, so, you know, have my rank, pretty much. Uh, it's, More than half it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it was 360. That's... Um, Minus that, like Walker Peters' assist and uh, that minus a point for Lamptey knocked me down twenty k. I think twenty thirty k actually, but it looks a bit. But uh, I'm not going to uh, dwell. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be somebody now who would uh, espouse the virtues of checking one's live rank, would no. you? No, I wouldn't. It be. almost sounds dangerously like you know that's the territory okay. you're venturing into. Okay, there. okay, okay. If you're going to do this to me live on air. Then we will explain it to our listeners. And if you're listening right now, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, please give us a you know a good review or a thumbs up or a share or whatever. That's much appreciated. But what Seamus is referring to is um, the art of checking your rank, and it's something that I believe can weigh heavily on an FPL manager's mind. You know, there are people out there who are just glued. Not, I'm not pointing at anyone in particular. I'm not, you know, no one specifically in mind when I say this. But there are people that are glued to checking live FPL every five fucking minutes when they're watching a match. And I just, you know, I just espoused that maybe it wasn't, you know, healthy. And now you're after fucking putting me on the spotlight, Seamus. So rebuttal, please, sir, if you will. I think it's. I, okay. And uh, I know you're not talking about anyone in particular, mm. but I don't know if you know it, but I check LiveFPL.net for my rank quite frequently during a game week. Now, I'm not on it religiously. I try to do it after each game just to see how that game might have affected me. Bullshit. Um, but yeah, uh, this Saturday, after Saturday's games, with things going well for me, um, I'll just clarify. <laughs> you just refresh LiveFPL.net and you've spoken. <laughs> And I'm now on a green arrow. It looks like I've uh, I've gone up maybe 300 places. Um, okay. So it's a potential green arrow now. I don't know. It's really tight. This episode is literally a roller coaster of emotions for you right now. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm up. I'm down. I don't know. I, I need some. I need something to stabilize me. But but either yeah, way, you up. think it's fine to look at live FPL. Uh, I mean, like I Why? I think Not in the context thing. of what we were talking about, I mean, there's people that literally check it throughout a match and stuff like that like what's this done to my rank what's this assist done and i think that's maybe a little bit for my taste it's a little bit fucking uh you know do you know what it's like do you know what it's like sure no it's like drinking or gambling okay. that's what it's like you know what like i could only be able to go out and have a few drinks at the weekend no problem but to somebody else you know that might lead to bad things for them they might have a drinking problem they might just have an addictive personality it could lead to problems at home for down the yeah, line but yeah, if you're the I sort of person that can go out and have five or six drinks <laughs> fine you know if you're the sort of person that can look at live score and just kind of uh, or live fpl.net and check your rank and be happy with it and see you had a bad week and go mm. and that will roll off that's fine but if you're looking at it and you're not happy and then you're you know drop kicking your kids you know afterwards that's probably bad you probably yeah. shouldn't be checking it live but i don't have kids so it's fine so you're saying to each their own, and you know what, James, in general, I completely agree with you. Uh, and I'm sorry we got bogged down in this. But you did you did kind of, you know, hang me out to dry a little bit there on some pre-air stuff that I thought was private. That was the sanctity of before that red light comes on. I thought, you know, it was safe, and you broke that. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have words after the pod. But let's get back to it. Yeah, smash the week for me. Uh 
all in all, I guess, like, it's not um, high, high points. It would be really tough to pick one because I had Son, Fernandez, Suchek, Salah, De Bruyne, Cavalloon, Bamford, Robertson, um, all returning this week. Meslier getting three points after conceding three goals isn't the worst. And, uh, yeah, Lamptey with a one and Justin with a two were my downsides. But all in all... Um, I suppose my high point actually, a bit of a non-FPL one, but for me a bit of an eye-opener nonetheless was the partially full stadium noise. So since the mm. lockdown when they emptied stadiums, I've been listening to it with the fake noise. And I know there's you know pros and cons or whatever, and people who prefer uh, either natural noise or whatnot. But I always like the fake noise. Um, it just meant if it was on in the background, it was kind of you know it wasn't as dull. Uh, but this week, we got our first glimpse of, uh, you know, some fans back into the stadium. And yeah, I think the fact that we had really condensed amounts of fans meant that not only, obviously, was the noise organic and, and uh, like 10 times what the, the fake stadium noise was, it was also a little bit more audible, like really specifically audible, especially if you were the likes of Lorente for Leeds, who got an <laughs> awful fucking doing. And uh, yeah, I was just chuckling. Yeah, why, um, why was that? Do you know? I, they uh, yeah, I doing them every time. But was it a foul or something he committed early in the game? Or was he a former Chelsea player? I don't really get I didn't really get that. I was listening to second captains today and I can't take credit for it. But according to them, yeah, apparently he got fouled and he let out a, a, a you know, a roar, a caucus shriek when he hit the ground. And from then on, every time he got the ball, the Chelsea fans would like basically shriek and caw at him. And that just no. did not stop. Uh, classic banter classic, classic banter. oh man I, I was just thinking to myself like you know what this is definitely something i did not appreciate enough and uh really really put a bow on a lot of matches this weekend uh for me so that would be my high point low point um again not many to choose from i suppose uh all in all i think justin like Leicester putting in another poor performance. I mean, it's gotten to the stage now where Justin, with the return of Pereira, Leicester not keeping too many bloody clean sheets, and uh, his attacking output's drying up as well. I really am thinking like he could be the next on my bin list. So, and not much yeah. of a low point, but probably as close as I'm going to get to it with a 95 point game week. Yeah, return. you've had a stormer of a week. I mean, you're going to have to go looking for low points here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know you have to agree. Lamptey's kind of one of those players on the chopping block potentially for me as well. Leicester have been like Pereira is going to be coming back soon. Uh, Castagna, I think, is still injured, but he's close to coming back. Once they're both back, there's a very good chance he's out of the team. Exactly. Uh, but they look so poor. Um, Christian Fuchs in defence, they keep persisting with these three centre backs, you know, with Evans, Fofan, and Fuchs. And Sionchu was back and he's injured again. But they keep persisting with this formation and it's. To the expense of the team, I think. I don't know why he's playing these three centre-backs, but yeah, I'll possibly need to get rid of him too. Not my low point. My low point was going to be McCarthy getting a yellow card in that last game. Yeah. That 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 had been toying with my emotions. But if I'm getting a green arrow, I'll forgive him that. Um, so what would your low point be? I know you mentioned the Spurs match was particularly hard. hard. <laughs> 90 minutes for you this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a couple. Um, I could have a couple of low points I could potentially mention. I would say, you know, Chelsea losing their clean sheet, 
because um, I have double Chelsea defense. In like, what, six minutes, three minutes or something Yeah, like that? that was potentially going to be a low point, but I had Bamford, so and uh, James got an assist, which is a potential highlight mm. for my team. So that that was okay. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, expecting Leicester to keep a clean sheet. I was really expecting Leicester in the last two games to keep two clean sheets. They've done nothing. They've been really disappointed. That could be it. But it's very hard to top the low point that I got with that uh, Chelsea game mm. or the Spurs game. Spurs battering Arsenal, which isn't too unsurprising because Arsenal are useless. But I'm just so surprised that a manager can't spot or a team can't identify how a team is going to set up and play against them and still play directly into their hands. Um, that, you know, we're talking about live, uh, livefpl.net there a while ago. I hope the By fuck the end of Saturday, know the amount of work we do for them. Just the amount of plugging yeah. we're doing this episode. The amount of plugs we do, but like... By the end of Saturday, I was a 500k OR. I'd have my rank. Now, I knew that wasn't going to last because I had no Spurs and I had no Liverpool. So I was like, okay, uh, Liverpool are going to fuck me. Salah or Jota or both are going to really hurt my rank. Um, but, you know, Spurs are even going to hurt me even more so because they're even more highly owned, especially in and around my, my rank. So I was like, Spurs are can't do anything. I'm screwed. So, yeah, that first goal knocked me from, like, what would have been 450k I was looking at it after Vardy got a late winner, which was my high point. Vardy's late, late goal. Um, yeah, then brought me from 450 down to like over 700k immediately. I was like, oh, these guys are actually murdering my rank. And then the second goal, again, the two players combining once more. I was over 900k. All but obliterated my uh, my rank. And then Mo Salah and then Robertson and stuff keeping the clean sheet. But hey, All these things combined to like a nice grey arrow where it was really... Would I get a green? Would I get a red? Yeah. And how did you feel watching me reach magnificent heights, uh, you know, as an FPL manager? I think, I don't know what my game week rank I is. Was, I'll check soon. I was proud of the pod. The you pod? Know, I was proud <laughs> of you. you. You're representing the pod. You know, this is good. I mean, we're meant to be selling something here that we're like decent FPL managers and you know, I'm, I thought I was breaking into the 1 million rank for the first time. I'm not. I'm still going to be at 1.035 or 1.036 is what I was at last week. But considering where I was, what, like I was at 3 million in game week four, mm. I was at 2.4 million in game week seven. So in the last few weeks, I've made some great strides, just not compared to you. Your strides have been greater. So I'm just more about trying to get my rank to a respectable position. Um, yeah, I'm delighted for you. I was kind no, of more not. just. No, you're pissed not. Off. Don't lie. I was more pissed off at my OR not uh, just dropping. Like, as yours was getting better, I was like, yeah, that's. Whatever I was kind I don't of care about him. It's more annoyed at the suit check goal than I was at you know Salah hauling. Yeah. You know, I didn't have Salah. I was more annoyed at I was more annoyed like at, at those things uh, than I was at like Robertson's clean sheet because I was kind of like they're going to happen anyway. But that suit check goal was more annoying for me because I was like, oh, that's a real differential. But um, yeah, yeah, no. ninety five points is great. I'm not going to begrudge you that. We'll we'll tussle. You can pull away ahead there for a while if you want. We'll tussle later on the season. You can pull away for a few weeks and. I just got to get my shit together. I need to get into the top half a million, into the top 200k, into the top 100k, set my goals like that. And yeah, It's just a shame I didn't make gains this week. There were, there were gains to be made, but it just relied on somebody blanking. And nobody blanked. Every like premium player this week. I get, you. I get you. Even Manny got six points. Everyone got points. That, oh, that was the thing. It was like who didn't get points. And that kind of brings us on to like the, you know, the main talking point I feel uh that's lingering around the FPL community after game week 11 is premium midfielders who I don't have. And how the fuck do I get them in? Do you know, it's basically 
like, oh, I said it to you before the pod, KDB, Fernandez, and Salah, but I don't have Kane. Do you know? So do I want Kane? It's it's you know it's one or the other. You can just replace each one, and it's who don't you have that you want to get in? And I mean this week for you, obviously the big gap in your squad is Salah. You didn't you didn't ha- you don't have any Salah. You've uh, you jumped off him when he got his COVID injury, and and yeah you you've suffered against Wolves, you got a bit away with it, like, non-Salah owners got away with it against Brighton a little bit, with the goal being ruled off and just getting an assist. Was it a goal? I think it was a goal ruled off now as well. But you're just getting the assist, six-point return, a bit of an escape for any non-Salah owners, and then you're thinking, okay, Wolves, I can do without Salah for Wolves. I mean, Wolves are a notoriously tight defensive group. So, yeah, fuck um, Salah for this week. I'll just, I'll, I'll sort out my Newcastle Aston Villa you know, fiasco, or I'll bank my transfer and fix it all next week. Uh, hopefully, I avoid another haul. Unlucky, Salah bangs out a, what, 14, yeah. 13, 14 point return. And, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, he basically got in there a week ahead and rewarded those people who had just basically decided to hold on to him for whatever yeah. reason. And, uh, yeah, you're looking at getting him back in. Midfield, Seamus, premium options. Uh, we're going to get into it later on with the drunk tank, but regarding Salah, like, that has to be where you're aiming now. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, you've got this amazing run of games coming up for Liverpool now in the next few games. Just going to turn the page. Um, so you've here. got. Yeah, you're going to have Fulham away. Like, that's just one of the nicest games you can get. Tottenham at home, that's going to be a tough one. But then you've got Crystal Palace away, West Brom at home, Newcastle away. Like, some really nice games. Four of the next five games are games you want to have, like, Mo Salah in. Or it's going to say Mane, but really, if it's between Mane and Mo, you want Mo. Uh, you would want Mo. someone like Robertson, you know, something like that as well. So that's definitely where I'm looking. I don't have any Liverpool coverage. I was happy with how De Bruyne has been doing in his stead since I switched. Um, considering I, you know, I captained Kevin and stuff like that. <laughs> I love when you call the, him Kevin. It never gets old. <laughs> Go on. The, uh, <laughs> the way he got, scored his points, I would have expected him to get 14 points against Brighton and maybe six points against Wolves. Wolves was the tougher game on in theory. So got a bit lucky with the Brighton game and I was kind of thinking, geez, maybe he might get away with this against Wolves as well. But I didn't really, as you said, want to rush in. I had to deal with a Jimenez head fracture um, and get that position of my team sorted i could have taken a hit but i would have yeah i could like it would have meant selling vardy to get in salad this week so this week my plan was vardy out for someone like wilson if that newcastle game is going ahead or maybe Watkins, and yeah barnes up to salad barnes didn't play for me again this week which was maybe that should be my role like i only got 10 players out this week as a result of that yeah that barnes uh benching uh, especially him now coming on for anything Meant, yeah. yeah, as you said, you've lost uh, just at least a, a point there. That's uh, based on what your exploits uh, this evening are on live FPL. That one point made, could have made a massive fucking difference. But like you're you're all in with Salah, um, in a sense like you're just heading straight for him. You have KDB, you have Fernandez, you've you don't have Son or Kane, so we've already mentioned no Spurs. But you're thinking three premium mids. That's that's your aim, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a hit to do it. But I'm not adverse to taking hits this year, um, especially if it's for someone like Salah, who's going to be, you know, a season keeper. Um, yeah, that will give me KDB, Bruno, Salah and Grealish in midfields mm. with a forward line of um, DCL, Bamford and then another six million. 
which is where I want to move to. I want to move to three uh, forwards under 6.5. Well, DCL, okay, yeah. What's he now? 7.5 or 7, I think he's whatever. he's near 8, 7, 7, 9 or something like that. Oh yeah, but we would have all got on him. Yeah. I think when he's seven, seven four, seven five or something. So yeah, like him plus two six million forwards. That's kind of where I want to be. Put the money midfield. I have, I don't have two premium de- uh, defenders, but I have two Chelsea defenders who are behaving like premiums at the minute. They're averaging about five. But well, one five of them, I would say, is a premium defender. I think it's six million. Chilwell is premium. Chilwell is yeah. Chilwell is uh, although he was five five. five. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But uh, James is behaving like a premium almost, you know. So I was very happy with his uh, assist for sure. As soon as I saw Giroud on the pitch, I was like, this is the player. Had he been on the pitch for the last two yeah. or three games, I would have had way more returns for James. Because well, Tammy Abraham has missed glorious chances in previous games that Giroud would have definitely stuck away. I mean, so. while you're talking about Chelsea and uh, you're bang on the money, it was a big, uh, a big weekend for... Chelsea in the sense that like everyone knew coming into the Leeds match that this had the potential for you know a lot of goals started off kind of exactly where you're thinking oh fuck Leeds have got their goal clean sheet wiped out for Chelsea so as someone with no Chelsea coverage uh, at all and you with double Chelsea defence and what my striker who I know was also yours but you know I feel like I got him a week ahead of you so you know he's my striker go fuck yourself you just copied my move uh my daughter 30 percent of players or whoever to have him uh yeah but bamford scores wipes out chelsea's clean sheet and then i'm now just gonna be sweating about james and Chilwell for the next uh 90 minutes uh like i as a non-chelsea owner non-chelsea defender owner i have robertson like it's one of those situations i've mentioned to you tonight like if i needed to to make a move somewhere, there's two million lying in a Robertson that I don't have any intention of getting rid of, but I'd have no issue dropping down to a Reese James or a Chilwell. I think James so far for me is offering that little bit more value, considering he's only what like five point three. I think he was five two at one stage. I think he's five three now. So I, yeah, I think I still think he's five two because I had him. I bought him five one. He I, dropped to five million and he went back up. Yeah, he's to five he's, one uh, and five two. Me. No, you're right. He's five two. Sorry, uh, he hasn't got up just yet. But that you can expect that probably to continue going up if uh, Giroud stays in the team and they keep. But do you think Giroud is going to stay in the team? Is the question. I don't think he will. I mean, it's going to be hard uh, to drop no. him next week. Yeah, but... I don't think I think he'll be there next week. So it all kind yeah. of it depends on this performance. But man, Timo Werner is just missing some serious chances. So I don't think you play him center forward. And it seems to be just like keep him on the left. I... Uh, with Ziyech now injured in that game, yeah. I imagine Pulisic is going to start playing on the right a bit more. Yeah, because he was playing there before Ziyech came back from injury. Um, so yeah, see, like, I disagree it, with we'll you, Seamus. Now in regards to to Timo Werner, I think. Um, like yeah, he didn't have a great game. He missed a lot of, he missed a, a couple of really good chances, and even did some amazing, uh, you know, like what he did by hitting the crossbar looked tougher to do than to actually stick the ball in the back of the fucking net. But I know there was you know a load of shit. But either way, when you miss when you hit the fucking crossbar from two yards out, you gotta be asking yourself some questions. So it wasn't his best day, uh, but he did pick up an assist. It was a lovely assist and. Uh, I don't know. I'm watching his performances. Like as the season's gone on, we both started the season with him. I'd actually have no issue heading back to Werner. Not maybe before the Christmas period because I do feel like he's going to get a rest. I actually think, um, depending. I mean, I, I feel like Chelsea are going to probably get a big rest this week with the Champions League. But 
Is it Champions League? They're Champions League, yeah. Um, they're yeah. going to get a bit of a rest this week. But, you know, I, I'm waiting for that game week where he rests Werner and plays Pulisic and Hudson-Odoi with one of the strikers in the middle. And that's going to happen over the Christmas period. So I'm not going anywhere near a nine-point-odd million forward. That will happen. You're looking yeah, at I was just going to say, is, gonna is he not... Is he not too expensive? That was oh, going to be my my question. Sorry, yeah, no, no. To me, he's to me, he's way too expensive. I don't know. I just think, like, from what I'm seeing, now, this is kind of ninety percent eye test. Uh, I'd be straight about it. It's ninety percent eye test, and from what I've seen since the start of the season, if if a little bit of luck had gone his way or variance, whatever the fuck people say these days, but if a little bit had switched, if the wind had blown, if a butterfly had flapped his fucking wings a little bit earlier down in Brazil, maybe we'd be looking at, like, in an essential team of Werner right now, based on some of his performances. Like, we know he's capable of double-digit hauls. We've seen that. Game week, uh, game week feckin' five against Southampton, 16-point return. He's gotten four goals, four assists, which is not enough for a striker that's 9.5. Completely agree. But I just feel like, you know, there's, there's a run in him that, uh, you know, would completely uh, kind of justify his price tag. And I don't know. For me, I'm kind of looking at when I'm going to come on him. I'm, I'm looking at the fixtures here in front of me. And Chelsea uh, Chelsea have Everton, Wolves, West Ham, and Arsenal in the next uh, four. So, like, I'm not looking at any... I think they're good fixtures. Um, like, Everton yeah. have won one game in seven. They've looked really poor. They can't stop conceding goals at the minute. They're conceding goals at like an average of nearly two a game or something like that. Uh, Wolves, like against Liverpool, I would not expect them to lose four 0 to Liverpool, but they've changed from a like playing with three centre backs and two wing backs to just a flat back four the last few weeks. And yeah, they, it kind of worked pretty well against Southampton. They came back in that game, but they're still not quite used to it. And uh, yeah, a couple of mistakes there. They don't have that coverage like Cody. Maybe there was a reason Cody plays in a back three. He chested the ball down and Salah nipped in and scored a goal against him this weekend, you know? I get you. Um, I think you're right. Like, I think this is the exact time you want to be going away to Everton, Wolves and Arsenal. Like, you're not going to ask for a better uh, lack of form from any of those teams. Like, as you, you mentioned them all, Everton and Wolves, and we we know about Arsenal. We've already we can been talk about Arsenal. That's for the rest want, of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, like, that's... you're right. They are the exact form, like, the, the you know... Uh, pinnacle of uh, you know where you'd want your enemy or opposition to be but at the same time like I'm not I'm not you know it's not such a nice run that I'm looking to invest in a 9 million Chelsea striker I think is what I'm trying to say so like I'd be more kind of inclined to wait towards the end end of the season I'm just kind of I think you know a short story trying to make a short story of it is basically I don't rule Werner out I think he's had a a rough start an unlucky start for me same price for like for let's have a look he's got 55 points he's 9.5 yeah who's got higher than 55 points in the chelsea team well it's kurt zuma and chilwell they're both yeah. got more points they're significantly less they're keeping clean sheets and they're getting goals and assists as well reese james is I don't three think points it's less than him though, you know no but I, I was saying if i was looking to invest over that run of games if you thought they were good mm. um i would be looking at the defense um like as i said Reese James against uh, just because he's five point two, he's the easiest one to go to look at. But um, let me ask yeah. you right now. So while you, I, I, while, while I have you, Seamus, it's so rare. Reese James, Chilwell, you have both. Which one do you get rid of if you had to? Like regardless of the reason, like who would you rather of the two of them? Um, I'd rather Chilwell. 
Unless I need, but if I need money, I'd get rid of. I'd but get that's rid of the thing. Like, do you I'd think Chilwell's attack and returns outweigh? Chilwell is, Chilwell is better, slightly. Um, Reese James is great, but he still has that small bit. I don't think he's going to be dropped or rotated or anything like that. But he will be. There's still always rotated. But he will be over Christmas. Yeah, certainly yeah, he will. Yeah. So that's why if uh, if I had to get rid of one, I'd get rid of Reese James because it's coming up to that busy period very soon now, where he'll just be dropped for a game or two, and it would be horrible if he got to a period where. It was rotating with cups and um, league games and stuff like that, where he ended up missing like two out of three games in the league or something like that. That would that'd be terrible. But anyway, I would say that, uh, yeah, I think he will be the most likely to drop out. But he is better value. Yeah. So if you need the money, I get rid of Chilwell, but I'd rather keep Chilwell. I think he's just a set and forget for the rest of the season, to be honest. So Reese James, maybe not. Um, I yeah, get you. So no, I think that's fair. I think like it does really just depend on what you want to do with that million or less. But four goals... Four goals, four assists isn't bad after 11 games for forwards usually, but all the forwards are scoring yeah. this season. And there's so many points in midfield. But like Werner isn't playing as a forward. That's the thing. Yeah. And he's still tipping yeah. away. So I feel like once Pulisic comes back and he takes Werner and plays him through the middle, which I feel like he will do regardless of Abraham or Giroud, um, I've like, now obviously Ziyech's injury might change it, but it looked to me like it's going to basically be Pulisic, Ziyech and Werner as the front three. Um, I don't know like how long it's going to take to get there, but it w- I think it will get there. Long-term, Werner's bought to play centre-forward. Yeah. yeah, No questions uh, about that. But I think at the minute, they are been playing in such good form that he's not really going to change it. He's going to say, Werner's playing pretty well on the left. Um, you know, Tammy was playing good for a few games. Giroud scored uh, like four goals in the Champions League the other day. He scored again. Um, in this game, the winner. So, you're, well, he didn't score the winner, he scored the equaliser, I suppose. So, you're kind of thinking he might be staying in there. I think he's just going to keep it that way for a while. And I think, yeah, second half of the season, Werner could be up there, but we don't know when that's going to happen. And he hasn't played centre forward in at least the last at least the last six games. Yeah. Possibly even seven. So. No, you're 100% right. And I didn't expect to be defending or even really talking about Werner <laughs> tonight. Yeah, but it's just something yeah. it's just something I've seen a few people talking about. And I, you know, it's like one of those ones where for me, I'm like, he hasn't made a show of himself since he came into FPL. It's only a short t- term. It's like, yeah, he hasn't lived up to maybe what people thought the hype would be at the very, very start. But uh, in terms of uh, future gains, I'd still have my eye on him as a po- uh, you know a possible kind of, I just suppose you'd say, punter differential down the line, down the line. But looking at other games this weekend before we move on, James, we're not going to go through them all. Um, but like... The Man City Fulham one is going to be hard to kind of ignore. As I said, we mentioned De Bruyne, goal assist for himself and Sterling. They did a son and a cane on it. Uh, Sterling and De Bruyne returning, what was it, 14 and 13 points respectively. And uh, yeah, I think smiling faces from everyone that jumped on KDB two weeks ago. It's the, the was it you were on KDB last week as well? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people. Salah. Was that my Salah? Did I go Salah to Bruno? I can't even remember. I think I just went Salah to KDB. Yeah. Um, Leader Kate. But like 24% owned. Still only 24% owned. Very That's low. the exciting part of it. Um, when I saw he was 24% owned, I was like, oh, I can't wait to captain him this week. Second, he only got 14 points. It seems like stupid, selfish to say, but like he had, he missed the one-on-one. He hit the crossbar from a, a pullback from eight yards. Mm-hmm. That could have been a 21-pointer. Yeah. That could have been a 24-pointer. You know, that that would have been huge double with such low ownership. But look, at the time, I was like, well, how bad? 14 points, laughing all the way to the bank. But when you consider then that Salah matched it and uh, Son and Kane pretty much matched it as well, it's just 
it's almost like a missed opportunity yeah no it is it is i'm just uh waving my can at the camera there seamus i've uh i've purchased some micro brewed beer tonight is that our new sponsor that's not our new sponsor i wish it was our fucking new sponsor can you imagine if i was getting paid in beer for this oh that would be the dream uh pretty sure it would be the death of me as well but like um no it's a craft it's a craft beer from eight degrees brewing and uh we've probably never done this uh but i feel i've always felt like considering where the fbl hangover it should be um you know about more than just substance abuse and you know maybe a little bit of like uh craft beer kind of acknowledgements and all that kind of shit would make it seem like less of uh, an excuse to you know destroy yourself but yeah i'm drinking this uh, i really like uh, this thing so far i've drank a couple of these different eight degree brewing and uh yeah i'm 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 feeling it two two sixes and an eight percenter but this is a nice pissy uh four lager so this will bring me back to reality sorry shame it's a bit of a tangent and <laughs> by by comparison i'm drinking club rock shandy here uh, sugar-free Oh, for the saccharin. Fair enough, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, no, um, we were talking about City. Sorry before I went on about the, the beer thing, mm-hmm. but, yeah. Sterling, Seamus, he's finally fucking, um, what banging. would you say? He, well, I wouldn't say he's banging. He banged, I'll say that much, and uh, pulled out a, a big old return for his owners. His first start in, what, three games? This, this would, yeah, this would have been three if not starting if he hadn't started this one, so... Um, yeah, he hadn't played in the two started in the two previous, so a big kind of sigh of relief for his owners. Now they have the Manchester Derby this weekend, which I don't think anyone really wants to get too invested in. You know, unless you're you, we already all kind of are with the likes of KDB and Fernandez. But looking ahead, if you have, if have you stick? I was just gonna say if you have you stick, but I I don't think you buy. Oh, that's the headings. thing. Yeah, but the question is, after this game week, like obviously we've spoke about City's run of fixtures. Regardless, is he is this someone now that if you haven't bought KDB already, say you've missed KDB's last two hauls and obviously Sterling's one, would you consider maybe the four percent owned Raheem Sterling over the twenty four percent owned KDB? Like we're uh, we're we're there shocked. At- I'm going to just double check his price. Like there's only point four in the difference. So you tell me like, if you can't get to one. Maybe, but I mean, you want KDB over the two of them. I mean, but KDB's that's what I'm penalties. saying. Like, there's a massive ownership difference, Seamus. Like, do you not think that on their day they can both deliver, you know, massive hauls? Yeah, but do you want to be trying to predict it? I mean, there's a massive ownership difference between Salah and Mane as well. There's a reason for these massive ownership differences. It's because they're similar in price and one takes penalties. And uh, chances are, if you were to take penalties out of it, they might score similarly. But with the penalties, you expect the penalty taker to score way more. That's a fair point. That's the reason reason for it. Yeah, I was going to attack you there and say, no, fuck you. Uh, Sterling has been an insanely good FPL asset over the last couple of seasons. But you you hit the nail on the head when you said penalties. That was a big, for me, a big piece of mind was seeing KDB take that next penalty and scoring it this weekend. I was like, oh, sweet. Now, regardless of Aguero, who I'm not too worried about in terms of minutes, I'm like, I feel like KD- he's not going to be on the pitch for most of the fucking penalties, and KDB will. So, like, uh, I'm, I'm delighted to have seen KDB take the next one with Gundogan on the pitch. Gundogan was playing this weekend as well, was he? I probably shouldn't tell you. I, I thought he remember. was. I thought he was. But either way, him taking the next penalty was... Uh, was a, a yeah, he played. yeah he did and uh yeah i was just delighted i was like okay so he's still on fucking penalties i said that 
whatever, 18 months ago probably at this stage when he took his first penalty for City, I was just thinking to myself, him on penalties now has pushed him into like like Cristiano Ronaldo territory. Do you know yeah, where it's like yeah. it's going to be so fucking easy for him to turn, to come up with double double digit returns. So I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. You're right. The penalties is the big thing. Fuck the ownership. <laughs> I'm not going to get into too much. And uh, last match I'm going to talk about before we get into the questions is West Ham versus United. 3-1. Um, we kind of have to touch on this one, I think, as United fans, because what the hell <laughs> was that <laughs> in terms of you talk about your week being a roller coaster? That 90 minutes was a fucking roller coaster. Absolute underwater drowning uh, for 65 fucking minutes and uh, soaring through the sky, you know, air conditioning your hair with the clouds of angels. Um, yeah. As you go uh, by the end, it was insane. This uh, this type of performance for United, this is the real new normal. This is how United are now, okay? This new normal to say this is what it's like post-COVID, wasteland, pandemic, lockdown situation. That's not the new normal. This is how United play. That's what the new normal is. Give away a goal, especially away from home. Have have fight back and come back and win. They've been doing it now. I think they've got a record. I've set a record here for amount of away wins in a row for United. So that's great. But all inspired by Bruno. You know, captain, fantastic. Um, came on, nearly stole the three bonus points, even though he played half a game. Created eight chances in one half. Like the highest amount of chances created in a single game last season was Kevin De Bruyne and Bundia uh, yeah. for Norwich. They both created nine. He created eight in one half. Yeah, completely changed the game and um, could have had more. Rashford missed a great one-on-one, um, hit the post. That would have been the second assist for, uh, for Bruno as well. I think it's just all about him. Well, a part of me was a little bit like, oh, you know, at the end of it, I was going, I'm kind of glad Rashford missed that one because I didn't want Bruno getting that many points. You know, I was like, I've captained KDB. I want United to win at all costs. But if it ends with, like, a Fernandez assist and United still win, whoa, okay, yeah, perfect. Small return, not a massive loss. Uh, and then he goes off and he gets the two, the two bonus, which I was kind of surprised with. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck me. 45 minutes, he still gets two bonus, even though, you know, Pogba's got a goal, fucking Rashford's, I thought, you know, had a great, yeah. Yeah, I suppose Rashford's played the same amount of time. But, um, yeah, no, it was an absolute insane performance. I'm delighted as as Suchek owner as well. I'm going, yeah, perfect. Perfect Take, results. Get your, lose, you know, like United get to win, but I still get my goddamn goal. Because I didn't obviously celebrate that. I was kind of annoyed, even though it's like that bitter, bittersweet, like, ugh. Didn't you? I genuinely didn't. I was. Didn't you? Fuming. I need to get camera, like, you know, film of you reacting to that, or was I don't believe you didn't celebrate that. You're probably best not to believe me, but I have witnesses. <laughs> I have a cat and a dog that was definitely in the room at the time. But all in all, yeah, Fernandez just uh, the train keeps a rolling in terms of seven goals, five assists now. Um, he got 45 minutes off. It's a big match this week uh, against Leipzig for United, so. A bit of a, you know, a, a massive turning point, potentially a massive turning point in their season, uh, you know, depending on that match. So, you know, all eyes will be on that. Um, hopefully they go 5-0 up in the first half and Fernandez gets taken off, uh, you know, with 30 minutes to go. And then we're going to yeah. be laughing. I don't see that happening somehow. And uh, we could all be... Actually, I was going to say we'll all be laughing if United have no Champions League for the rest of the year, but... Um, 
They'd probably go into Europa, I suppose, if they... I mean, not last year, not but... from United perspective, <laughs> but I just mean yeah, as an FPL go... manager, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's no way they can finish fourth in the group so they go Europa League anyway, so... Mm. Yeah, let's, uh, let's see them get through to the next round. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, but we'll be watching on to that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go through the, the, the matches in, in great detail this week. Uh, there's not a whole lot more to talk about. We'll be talking about some of them as we go, though. I think, Seamus, you know what time it is. It's Drunk Tank Time. So our first question this week is... It was from someone that I didn't end up taking a picture of it. You probably have it in front of you, Seamus, do you? I do. Polly, is it? That's the one. That's the one. Uh, Polly uh, at Dihanio. Uh, I'm gonna guess it's Paul Diano, the original Iron Maiden singer from Dub. You know, yeah. just happens to pretend that he's from Dublin. This guy uh, seems to be from Dublin. I think it's the first time he's asked a question. Um, don't know. Don't sound so shocked. We are a massive yeah. podcast. Yeah, no, but it's all. It's good to acknowledge the first time question askers. I think here as well. Um, well, he's got a problem this week, and he wants our assistance. He's got Ziesh and Mitchell in his team, who are both gone. Um, he's looking for suggestions for replacements. He currently has Grealish, KDB, Bruno, and Pudence in midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying selling the aforementioned Ziyech and Mitchell gives me 12.8 million to spend, so can't go too mad. Okay, that's 12.8 million, I, su- I assume, in both positions, so you've yeah. got to get a defender in there. So you can't just go straight to Salah, which is a shame because he's got no uh, Liverpool midfielders. So that's the first thing I thought of. Uh, have you got any suggestions? So I was just kind of thinking back in it. I'm going like Ziyech and, and Mitchell out. Um, looking at like Mitchell, I think you know obviously the writing's been on the wall for a couple of weeks now. Unfortunately, I like I would obviously have always said, yeah, just go to the other playing 4.0 defender in Max Kilman, but that's also not happening right now thanks to to uh, Wolves' decision to. I'm assuming it's down to you know drop into the back four uh, instead of a five, and that's why Kilman's sitting on the bench. But um, you know, a bit Kilman of and Sice, Kilman and Sice. There was a while back people were saying with the back five, if you had both, at least you get one of them playing. Sometimes two. Yeah. Now neither. <laughs> so yeah, that's unlucky. And I mean, it's not like there's uh, you know massive. Um, Massive fixture advantages for Wolves, but it does definitely remove one of the cheaper defensive options in the game, at least as, you know, a, a 90 minute starter, which is a bit of a pity. So, like, but as far as I'm concerned, like, with if I have Mitchell and I, he's my only sub 4.5 million defender, then I'm just going to keep him. You know, if you really wanted to use a transfer on it, I'd drop to, you know, I think Dunn is down to 3.9. I don't know what price, um, uh, what price? Yeah, he is three point nine. I don't know what price Mitch is. He could still be four. Well, I'm going. I'm going to suggest here, Jer, that the fact he's asking for a player here, if he was just happy to just keep benching him, he wouldn't be getting rid of him. I think he yeah. he wants to get a playing player. So I don't think there's any point recommending someone like Dunn because Mitchell hasn't been. He hasn't played the last five games. I don't think he was in the starting squad for many of these games either. Yeah. So well, my point he, is just before you continue, like why I would suggest it is that. You know, it seems to be the case where, like, for that 0.5 million, you can get a lot of more. So for me, I'm always going to keep a 4 million defender. But fair enough, if that's not the way he wants to play it, you're probably right there. Go on. He hasn't listed his defense, so I, but I can only assume that either he's thinking, look, coming up to Christmas, this is the time to get like a 4.5 or somebody who's playing, or uh, it's just a case of um, it's a fire he needs to put out, he needs to get somebody in anyway. But yeah, I've had a few, I had a look at this and I had a few. decent moves he can make um i don't know if you've had a chance to yourself 
Uh, no, I obviously didn't. Shall I? Shall I shoot? <laughs> Why would I spend time um, researching this shit? I make the show. Well, he hasn't, job, got a Liverpool, yeah, he hasn't got a, any Liverpool midfielders. I don't know if he's got a Liverpool defender or not already. But uh, one suggestion I was looking at was uh, Dio, uh, Diogo Jota for yeah. seven million. Come in there. Um, he's going to be, you know, at least some sort of Liverpool coverage. I guess if he said he's already been rested. Yeah. I think for in the last game, so I think he's going to start the next game. Um, I don't ha- think he's just a substitute player anymore. I think he's involved and he's going to play. You have to imagine like games, three out of four games. Yeah, you have to imagine that Klopp's going to play like literally the youngest team he can this week. They're already you know top place, so dead rubber. So if Jota mm-hmm. stays on the bench again uh, this Mid- you know midweek, like you are going to feel so fucking much more confident that he starts against Fulham. I would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would. So if you saw that he was a bench for that, um, even if he played, I think I would still be looking at getting him in for seven million. Um, that would still leave you enough money in the bank to get somebody like uh, Reese James in for five point two. Um, I mentioned Reese James's upcoming fixtures here in the next five: Everton away, Wolves away, West Ham at home, Arsenal away, Aston Villa at home. The good things about those is, yeah, Everton are scoring goals, but Chelsea are tighter. Um, Wolves are not scoring goals, which is kind of partly the move. From the back four to uh, to a back four is to kind of create more offensively. Um, hasn't really been working. They just got shut out against Liverpool. But um, yeah, then you've got Arsenal away a few weeks down the line as well. They can't score worth a damn either. So yeah, home games against West Ham and Aston Villa look like good options for clean sheets. So I like Reese James if you don't already have him. Um, otherwise, I like Leeds upcoming fixtures. I don't know if... Um, I haven't seen too many people talking about Leeds, but their upcoming fixtures are West Ham at home, Newcastle at home, and United away, Burnley at home. So that's four, three out of four really good fixtures, and then West Brom away. So that's four out of five really good fixtures, three of them at home against like Newcastle and Burnley, who don't score a lot. So you could get uh, Dallas in for them there. That's one option. The other option is you could uh, decide for $7 million, I could go for Robertson in, mid- in defense, $7.2 million instead of Jota. That's your Liverpool coverage there. And get someone like Rafina in, in the field as a bit of a punt. But uh, those were the two combinations I came to that would be under twelve point eight million. Yeah, they're fine. Um, I wouldn't be too blown away with any of them. Uh, I'm like, it's not a whole lot you can do though with yeah. with twelve point eight million. You can't get any heavy hitters in in midfields. Yeah, like the heavy hitter you can get in is in defense, and then kind of somebody five point five million. Yeah, not a whole lot. But there's a bunch of options there, so I hope that answers some of the questions yeah. for you. But you know, at the end of the day, hashtag play your own game. You know, that's that's what this uh, this podcast is all about. It's about yeah, that's just know. some suggestions. <laughs> it's not actually, it's not actually like these moves will get you up the lead. These are just some suggestions from a brief looking through your team, yeah. uh, and I don't even know the rest of your team. You may already have Robertson. You may already have James. I may have just been of zero help at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the point is, you know, basically emulate whoever is in the top. 10 people in the whole league that's what you said you do Seamus you basically keep an eye on the top 10 in the entire you know overall rank and just basically keep doing what they're doing it's it's an easy game when you realize that that's my point just get in the big players that's why like I'm not reinventing the wheel here where I'm saying like this week I feel like I should probably get Salah in you know it's not like I've copied that off any one particular player I've just seen how many points Salah scores and I've been like hmm should probably get this guy in yeah, you probably should have never got him fucking out. But next question... Not my fault he got fucking COVID. Well, it was only one week. I didn't know how long he was going to be out for. You know... He could have easily missed two games. He's got the powers of ancient Egypt in him, okay? <laughs> Do you know, like, the fucking... 
what that means for a human. He's no mere COVID has taken him down. But next question, uh, uh, you know, nuclear atoms. He's he's here every bloody week. This guy, you can't get rid of him, and uh, we love him for it. At Adams Nuclear, if you had this team, what would you change? Take in consideration for the long long run. I've actually prepped this, Seamus. Would you believe it or not? In the sense that uh, nuclear was kind enough to send in his team. And uh, I was kind enough to actually save it. And uh, there's his team there. So uh, his question was, uh, you know, if you had the team, what would you do? You can only think of one transfer I can think of. And it's Dallas to Lewis to attack that Newcastle West Brom fixture. So, like, I know there's audio listeners here who are going, we can't see the fucking team. Well, then watch it on YouTube and give us a like. God damn it. But, uh, yeah, McCarthy, like, I think it's just a classic team of, uh, it's got too much. Like, it's got literally too much fucking everywhere. Like, there's no, nearly every one of them, I feel like I'm repeating what Renegades actually said last week, now that I'm saying it out loud, because he asked a question, (laughs) something similar, and they looked at his team, and it's all, yeah, it's coming back to me. Exactly, what they said is like, there's no scrape in here. Like, your your shitty striker is Antonio. Your shitty defender is, your shitty midfielder is Grealish. And your shitty defender is Dallas or Kufal. Like, they're your 4.5s. I'm like thinking, start, you know, to me, you definitely don't need to be attacking a Newcastle versus West Brom fixture for a start. Like, not in a million years you need to be attacking that because that could, you know, that could end up uh, any fucking score. And does anyone give a shit if, you know, you're not talking about potentially a Callum Wilson? You know, like, that's maybe the one player I'm looking at. But in terms of defense, like, no, I'm not looking at Newcastle um, or, like, to attack a Newcastle-West Brom match. I mean, you have Dallas. uh, I think, as Seamus already mentioned, Leeds' upcoming fixtures are... Uh, really fucking strong. Um, not they're not the most defensive of units, but I think they've kept. I think it's four clean sheets. Um, at the moment, so I'm like, hey, that's yeah, not. I think they've kept. I think they've kept three in their last four or five. Oh, like yeah. uh, before the Chelsea game, anyway, they were keeping some uh, good clean sheets. So, yeah. So I'd I just would be hold totally... on to Dallas, man. I'd actually even yeah. hold on to that team. Like I'm looking at that team. As I said, he's midfield is Grealish, Salah, Maris, Fernandez, Son, front line Calvert Lewin, Bamford, Antonio. Uh, and in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, uh, maybe, you know, you the only one that you don't have who I would want is KDB. And you figure that out. You have Grealish and Sun, so you can turn one of them into KDB pretty easy. Uh, no, um, I don't think you need to attack the Newcastle-West Brom fixture. I need to think you need to sit in your fingers. And as we've said, when you listen to this podcast, you should listen to everything we say. There is no play your own game. It isn't that kind of nonsense. No, you listen to us. We know what we're talking about. We'll guide you. We'll, we'll guide, guide you, you to that top 10K Easy, finish, safely yeah. over the line. And you can rest on our shoulders. I and mean, you won't even have to break a sweat. That's or what we bring. Back. Yeah, or your money back. Yeah, that's, every penny you put into this to us, every penny you've given to us, you'll get straight back. That's the exactly. FBL hangover guarantee. Yeah. What I will say is I just made some notes here and I just went Nuclear Adams, roll your free transfer, keep Dallas, do not sell Dallas. Um yeah, I don't know if he's already got like a, a spare transfer in the bank or not, but yeah, I the only thing there is as you said, he hasn't got KDB. I just his team has got Grealish, Salah, Fernandez and Son and Maris. So he's kind of got city coverage. I mean, if, I guess he's happy with that, but like you said, maybe decide if you've got a plan to downgrade a player somewhere to free up more space like That's... Antonio is injured he's got Calvert-Lewin and Bamford you wanted to downgrade him to 
Brewster or even I was going to say Welbeck to free up 0.75 maybe that would allow you to make moves elsewhere but I would honestly just roll that and just decide what you want to do you don't need 15 players that yeah. are playing even both he's got two playing keepers like so yeah. that's what I'm saying every week that's like there's so much money uh, invested in the 15 players like you can only play 11 uh, so I would like definitely have one whipping boy there that's you know just a sheer budget kind of enabler um, and yeah I think the big fat red flag over Antonio isn't looking too like, promising pick one I like the three I'd like the three 4.5 defenders though like so he's got you know Diaz and Chilwell and then he's got three 4.5 defenders which I guess he's just rotating depending on the fixture yeah. but I'm telling you like you want to be playing Dallas in three of the next four games yeah so yeah I wish you 100% you're going to be playing three five two there while Antonio's out injured I just roll it I'm with you all the way, Seamus. And our next question, uh, you guys know who this this gentleman is. He's been on the show himself. It's Drew from the FPL Renegades. Uh, at, F- at Renegades FPL, he asks, he starts off with a quote, can't own them all, and uh, rank these premium orders in preference slash importance until game week 16. And the premiums that he's referencing are Salah, KDB, Kane, Son, Bruno, and Vardy. So rank them in order of preference, James. Go for me. Go for it. Uh, yeah, had a look at this pre-pod. Ever the professional. And for between now and, and including game week 16, I assume he means I've gone KDB first, Salah second, Bruno third, Son fourth, Kane fifth, Vardy sixth. Say it again. Slower. <laughs> you can say the same pace, but just say it again. <laughs> um, so KDB first, Salah close behind him in second. Mm. There's not really much to separate the two of those. Uh, I think those two are out in front. Then I've got Bruno in third. I've got Son and then Kane in fourth and fifth. And Vardy last in, in sixth. Now Vardy has got the like two of the next fixtures. are probably the two fixtures you want him for. Mm. But then Spurs, United, Crystal Palace between um, 14, 15, 16 are not good at all. So yeah. I have to decide whether I keep Vardy for that Brighton at home fixture. I think Everton away is a really uh, Everton at home is another really good fixture, but Leicester, especially Vardy, has been very poor at home. So I think I just I'm just getting rage because I think, as I said, I've rated Salah higher, and I think Salah is a set and forget keep over Christmas. All these players will probably get rested once over Christmas at some stage. We're not going to know when, so I just want to get lock in my premium players, and uh, the top three are the three I plan on having: Son and Kane. No, they're overperforming, and I, I'm just betting against them at th- this stage. And this week, how well did that work I this bet- week? Yeah. <laughs> well, look, there's two ways of looking at it. Like, I could look at it going, oh, I had there's a more than two ways of looking at it. Come there's on, there's more than two ways. You're right, <laughs> but I could have looked at it first of all. I was looking like, oh, my really good Saturday was destroyed on Sunday because these guys. Then the other way I looked at it was like the three players who were the biggest threats to my rank this week were Son, Kane, and Salah. Mm-hmm. Um, with effective ownerships in my ranking region of 76% for Son, 57% for Kane, and 47% for Salah. All three of them got double-digit hauls, 13, 12, and 14 points. And I still got a green arrow. That's the other way of looking at it. So even not owning these high-ownership heavy hitters, I still got a green. So if I just continue to bet against them, like I was saying... Then it's only green arrows from here on in, Seamus, is it? <laughs> the reason reason being, I ha- I wanted to have a look. I was like, I can't believe Son and Kane are just continuing to do such bits, you know? And I looked at forwards, expected goal involvement. I'm going a bit off tangent here, but... Go on. Uh, allow me for a moment. 
expected goal involvement amongst forwards and midfielders in the game. Kane is first for expected goal involvement delta, I should say, which is the difference between that. Kane is plus 9.95. He's 10 more goal involvements this season than his underlying XG or XA, expected assists would suggest. So he's like plus 10 after 11 games. Like that is crazy high. The next highest striker is Danny Ings. This is before tonight's game, which he scored here from, okay? The next highest before that was Danny Ings, who is 4.04. So second place is 4 plus 4 after 11 games. First place is 10. Yeah. That's huge. There's nobody on plus 3. The next in third place is Cavani, 2.77, and DCL, 2.11. What you notice about Ings and Cavani is that they haven't played 11 games. They've only played yeah, they're, you know, they're smaller games. Now. Yeah. yeah, so Cavani's had one unreal game and two and two games where he's come on and he scored a couple of goals and yeah. one and a goal better. So these are like like they're overperforming. And this is not sustainable. If he continues at that pace, he's going to be plus thirty something by the end of the season. So he's go that's going to regress. The average a good player will always be plus his expected goal involvement. Mm-hmm. But over the course of a season, you might expect him to be plus six or seven, maybe. But, Kane's already plus ten. Yeah, no, I get you. I think it's so, a very rational and valid way of looking at it, to be 100% with you. Because uh, I said to you this week, I said to you last week, I've said it since the season started. Like, you don't need to look at uh, the XG and XA to know that Spurs are uh, overperforming, as in their results are, uh, I think, betraying their performances a little bit. Um, but. You know, we've mentioned it before, and I know they're topper, and I obviously, you know, personally don't think it'll stay that way, but when a team is playing bad and pulling out performances, or, you know, obviously before the last couple, because they've had a couple of good matches, but, you know, against the likes of Brighton and West Brom, these were not great performances, and they pulled out results, so I wonder to myself, like, you know, what happens when they, if, like, if they just stay what they're doing, the lads are just going to tip away. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to just stop scoring goals, are they? Well, they they will, though. This is the thing. But why would... Sorry, but why... If they approach... Because if they approach it the way they've approached this Arsenal game here... Yeah. Right? Son can take that goal he scored. He can take that shot on every game between now and the rest of the season. And he'll score that goal once more. Yeah, I think... uh, What what was the XG first? I don't even know, but... I have the XG for the game. The XG for the entire game for Spurs. This is all coming from the Fantasy Football Scout website now. Uh, Spurs had an XG in that game of 0.27. Yeah. Which kind of seems pretty low. I know Suns must have been tiny, but I would have thought that Keynes was must have been pretty high because he was really close to the edge of the box and he wasn't that awkward an angle. But anyway, um, they won 2-0 uh, XG of 0.27. Against Spurs, they had an XG of 0.19. Against City, they had which they won two 0 against Spurs. Uh, against City, they had an XG of 0.71. Um, yeah, so you go back to the West Brom game, 1.90, but that was like West Brom backs to the walls job. So, mm. look, they have enough quality to break down the teams like West Brom, the teams like Brighton, you know, Burnley and stuff like that. But yeah, if a team puts it up to them and plays against them correctly. Doesn't push on their two fullbacks bombing forward. Plays a central midfielder who is going to sit. And make sure Kane can't get on the ball. Yes, they rotate their forwards in and out and they try and create spaces and gaps. We have a disciplined approach and you just go, here's our five, like our four defenders and a center and a central defensive midfielder. There's our five players. The other five players can all attack and just leave this five break down their defense. 
you know yeah let's no i'm yeah. with you no 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 you you're you're it's a it's a that's a great answer um like in terms of like you've made me think about it a bit more than i originally would have all i would say before we we move on from it is that i think there's much of a muchness between like for me watching it uh between fernandez and kane at the moment like uh i could if someone had kane and didn't have fernandez i'd be like yeah fine kane's on penalties too um he's a talisman talis for why are you checking out it? Oh no, I totally agree. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's no Kane's... Doubt. Yeah, I'm saying no doubt as opposed to no, I disagree. Oh yeah, no, I was, I totally, like, I was like, he's I on penalty, shit. No <laughs> to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Like, Kane's on 98 points. Son's, are, Son's actually on 100 points mm. after 11 games. It's fucking crazy. Son's are the top scoring player right in the game, now, isn't he? Are we saying right now he's going to end on 350 points? Because that's what he's on course for. No, but what we could be saying is that he's going to end on 200 plus points. Oh, he definitely will at this point. Well, it's not I a definite. It's not a definite. He's to um, get 100 points from... Uh, I think, well, an injury, barring an injury. Yeah, that's I, something. It's a long season, you know, and yeah. we've seen him suffer injuries before and shit. Like yeah, that, so. true, true. So well, like, I will say this. I think this season is going to see more players break the 200-point barrier than before, than ever before in any other season. You think so? I just... And then maybe that it will totally change, but players, <laughs> like so many players have gone off to such a good start, and this seems to be the way... It's been going, and defenses have been kind of now. Defenses are getting a bit more solid, but yeah, I like say, yeah. I, I think just by the end of the season, there's going to be so many goals. I think, and uh, like it seems to be, there's a lot more higher scoring games. Yeah, it's like when a clean sheet's gone, it's very likely a team can score four or five. It'll be inter- a lot more of it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to look at it, look back at the end of the year, and see where things like that you know, lay because especially with the year that's in it and, you know, empty stadiums and the fact that they're going to be slowly filling up and all this kind of shit. So maybe home and away actually might start playing back into it a little bit. Like we don't know. Cause you know yourself, yeah, the difference but- of a bunch of people screaming at you, trying to keep a clean sheet or trying to, you know, I don't know. I feel like it, de- I've definitely thought in the last six months that you could see a, a mild difference in empty stadium play versus, uh, you know, full stadium play, but that's a different, uh, topic for another episode uh i hope that didn't go off on too much of a tangent through i think i'd be pretty much with seamus in regards to the order uh in like no for me does salah kdb are just interchangeable i think as a united fan bruno's coming in third and then i'm going with son over kane based on uh just the price he's so fucking cheap it's insane um, but Kane does have the penalties, so it depends on what you want to stretch out on. Vardy, to me, I think um, he is whatever Seamus said about Spurs. Vardy is in one player uh, so far this season. Do you know, like really, kind of just I looks looks to be overperforming. I know people say that every year, like he's a stat buster. Fuck off, the eye doesn't lie that much. You know, like it's two late, late returns from a very underwhelming Leicester side in the last two weeks. Uh, so they need to get their shit together before um, I worry too much about Vardy, especially now that their you know three fixtures from heaven have kind of played out. So there's, there's still a good one left, but whatever. The last question to see us out of the drunk tank this week, and uh, it's a non-FPL one. Uh, Drew has asked us musical guilty pleasure. It can be an artist, an album, or just one song. Uh, don't be shy, Jer. So that's a dig at me and, and the possibility that my, my fragile masculinity uh, uh, prevent me from telling my musical guilty, guilty pleasures. Thanks a lot, Drew. It really shows what you think of me. Um, his current guilty pleasure. 
he says current. I feel like based on some of his Twitter talk, this has been a light, like, you know, it's been going on for probably half a decade at this stage, maybe more. Is Tay-Tay's latest album, and I know that the kids call Taylor Swift Tay-Tay. Seamus, you look confused. I, I actually didn't have a fucking clue who Tay-Tay was. When yeah. he was like, Tay-Tay's there, I was like, man, I'm getting old. I don't even know these new no. artists that are coming Tay-Tay, out. So Tay-Tay, I Tay-Tay, think Tay-Tay is Taylor makes, Swift. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, he's been but going on about Taylor Swift nonstop for about six weeks now. Um, yeah. But I, so I feel my like wife this... likes um, My wife likes uh, kind of... Lana Del Rey and all these kind of uh, indie kind of stuff and the national and all this sort of stuff and apparently Taylor Swift's new album is meant to be quite good I think it's been written or by somebody who like writes for Interpol or the national or something so it's meant to be quite uh, what's the word you're looking for there not popish anyway not the typical Taylor Swift it's meant to be quite good I'm sure it's not that I'll ever listen to it yeah I was going to say I'm sure it's a lot of nonsense dressed up as uh, art but um, but that's not what Drew's question is. That isn't a dig at Drew for liking it. It's guilty pleasure. So if anything is going to be a guilty pleasure, it's it's Tay Tay. And uh, I do. I am partial to um, to her older shit. So I've no doubt that maybe I would like her latest album. I like her her uh, goat song. You know, I something the goat screams in the middle of it. Um, I <laughs> knew you were trouble when you were walk when you walked in that one. And then ah, I've always liked that song. Um, so, yeah, uh, my guilty pleasure is Garth Brooks. I'm a big country western. Unfortunately, I actually have a massive uh, boner for country western music. And uh, <laughs> I think it's just my, as I said already, my, my deep-seated substance abuse is just like, just just works perfectly with uh, with country western music. And, uh, yeah, I'm a Garth Brooks fan. Goff Brooks, Chris Gaines, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I think he's... Uh, He's uh he's the guy I'll go to when I'm hammer drunk after you know too many whiskeys and the girlfriend's gone to bed or you know I'm alone in the in the kitchen and I want to just just sing my little heart out I'll I'll lob on a bit of Brooks and uh, yeah Seamus take take the spotlight away from me before I keep talking about Garth Brooks. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I never listen to Garth Brooks so I can't really comment too much in his music um they, he could be good uh, I don't know I mean uh, I like mostly rock hard rock and metal um so for me guilty pleasure would be kind of pop songs that probably don't seem like guilty pleasure to other people here um you might give me some abuse i actually kind of like I'm some sure. of fallout boy stuff fallout boy you know so that kind of seems like i'm just gonna mute you i'm just gonna mute you. yeah you can that's talk not away very there good. for a few minutes but i'm gonna mute you <laughs> uh yeah there's a i came across on a running compilation there was like a fallout boy song um and some of their songs are a bit too catchy for my liking yeah. um as I've gotten older, some of that my, that my Chemical Romance stuff uh, that came out is quite catchy. You're too, making so. it so much worse for yourself because you're yeah, actually picking bands pleasure. that aren't pop, that aren't guilty. That this is like shame. This isn't guilt. This yeah. is is a step below. It's like, dude, this is too close <laughs> to your where you actually eat your dinner but, from. You know. Yeah. The, the other thing I could say would be stuff like uh, I also kind of like some like I like Macklemore no. or like LMFAO stuff like that. Yeah, that LMFAO party rocking song. That used to that used to get my me going. Yeah, that's a good day. song though. But I mean, so that's that's a, that's a guilty pleasure song. Yeah. But it's just a normal song. Does Lonely Island count as guilty pleasure? Because I don't think that is. I'm not. I don't no, feel no. guilty for listening no. to that. They're amazing. They're um, yeah, exactly. Guilty of being brilliant. But uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's good. Um, you've really made a fucking fool of yourself, there, Seamus. Now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was embarrassed about Gar Brooks, and now I feel like, well, I, at least I picked, you know. Someone that's uh, made something of himself. Who the fuck I'm is just even think- in Fall Out Boy, you know? I'm just thinking of songs that I would play 
uh, while I was on a run mm. that I would never play if you were over my house and were putting out music. <laughs> <laughs> music I would expect. To See, I can't say that about Garbrooks. I'm pretty sure I've put <laughs> Friends in Low Places or Thunder Rolls on a few times, you know? Uh, but yeah, no, thanks for that question, Drew. Um, I always love the non-FBI ones, personally. But uh, that wraps up the Drunk Tank, and it nearly wraps up the show. We're nearly all done already. Fuck, the night's flying. Before we leave it... There is the uh, mild topic of the FPL Hangover Podcast Mini League. Do you remember how many times we used to step over that one last year? Shame, stumble over it. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, and this year we just, off the tongue, even though I felt like we should just have stopped calling it that. Off the tongue. Um, well, this year we forget to do it half the, half the weeks because we run over on questions and stuff. So you yeah. <laughs> You're not giving us the credit we deserve right now. Um, you're not giving me the credit I deserve, you box. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I got the league. It's all set up. Um, that is the. I'll go live FPL because why the fuck yeah. not? Hopefully it loads up, and I think it has. So this week, ladies and gents, uh, we have a not only a new entrant into the league, but a new number one. Uh, that's right. Now, we're going to be closing the league after this episode based on the the mild heart tactics gave me last week. So our new entrant <laughs> is uh, Ken Corbelief, Ken's Rogues, Ken's Rogues FC. He's got a grand total of 744 points. So that's a fucking... He is smashing it this season. And uh, he's gone straight in at number one. And I won't lie, when, when I saw the league and I saw a new entrant going straight into number one, I said it to you, Seamus, my... My, you know, I saw a bit of red. I was like, "Oh, this is some bollocks now who doesn't listen to any of the shows, and he's just decided I'm having a great year. I'm joining all of the 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 podcast mini league. Uh, I'm just going to join them all, take all the prizes. Fuck it." Uh, that was my first reaction, and then it turns out that's not the case. I looked into it a bit more, and I was going, "Oh, this guy actually maybe might listen to the show," and in that <laughs> case. I apologize for the things I said about you that you couldn't hear. Uh, <laughs> and in turn, I welcome you with open arms. Unfortunately, Ken has replaced uh, Damien McCallion, Dunfanahy 11, uh, at number one spot. He's been sitting there, I feel like he's been sitting there for like at least a month. He's on 714. Third place, Camerul, Arafin, <laughs> Flying Without Ings, 709. Fourth place, Avenger Ray, We Live on Earth, 706. Fifth place, Andrew Eby, FPL Renegades, Drew, 696. Tony Clark, Clarkies County, 689. Seven, Paul Galloway, Galavidian, 684. Seven, Alan Jennings, Team Actimal, 684. And uh, Ian Walsh, joint seventh as well, at Fish and Chips, 684. So, uh, yeah, it's heating up a bit there now. It's a new entrance. Uh, I'm liking... I'm liking this mini league a little bit, James. I don't know if it's because it's getting tight. It's getting yeah, tight. It's yeah. getting, like there is, and I know people at the top now, which is strange, which I didn't last. I year. know. Yeah, there's four people here, all in uh, joint seventh. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very tight, and then like there's only like six points separating from fifth, and yeah, no, we know people there. It'd be actually good to send out mm-hmm. some stuff here. What I'm going to propose here, Jer, and Go we haven't discussed it. this beforehand. I think we should have a uh, competition for December. Whoever December, the, the month of points, December? The month of December. Whoever's the You're cold clocking points, me now right here, live. Yeah, yeah. Whoever is the top point scorer in December, we're going to send out um, an FPL Hangover official mug to them. I accept. I'm going to I'm gonna pay that postage, yep. whether it's going to Norway or Dublin. But I feel like okay. 
December is already done. No, <laughs> I'm with you. So when do we draw the line? We... Like we're doing this so, right uh, live on air. Of, like, end of the month. Okay. So let's have a look at the game week. So here. New Year's uh, Day matches are they included? They're not. No. 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 Okay. So this is um, basically up to game week, the end of game week 16. Okay. So the Newcastle Spurs game would be the last game, and the first games would have been yeah. It's basically a game week 11 to game week. 16 inclusive league winner of that gets a mug i'm also going to propose whoever is at the whoever's at the overall top of the league at the half and part point will also get a mug that's not uh, gonna happen why not just because of this ken corbley situation i'm sorry ken but i can't give you a mug <laughs> in three weeks time when i've just seen your name for the first time this week i'm i'm like your change. december idea i was afraid initially you were going to say that uh like we give whoever's on top at the halfway point a mug but then you said December, and I'm like, oh, I'm in with you. I'm like, that's a great idea. And then you kind of ruined it a little bit. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Look, Ken, we'll talk about it, Jer's and maybe you swing Jer's me around. Jer's worried about Ken coming it's in not, and stealing It's not mark. necessarily about Ken. It's that we didn't fucking talk about it before. Not you and me talk about it, but we didn't tell whoever was in the league beforehand. So I'm like, no, maybe, maybe we should have done this, but... Like December know, winner will get a mug. December winner's getting a mug. That is a fact, Seamus. That's that a great idea. Decided. Yeah, 100 okay. percent And you can bitch at me after this and you can tell me what I'm wrong about. And maybe I come back next week and change my mind. But we both know that's unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> but Seamus, you have all the dirty details uh regarding whatnot. Yes. Talk us out For of it. For more details on how to win a mug, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Okay. Um the pod page is at FPL Hangover, as you may have guessed. I'm at FPL Drunk. We'll be putting out calls every week for questions. You know, you can DM us or tag us or reply to us. You also could be watching us on YouTube at this very moment. And if you are, I hope you have subscribed. If not, push that subscribe button. Also, like and uh, comment. We like to uh, like to see comments and Jer often comments back, I see. So, fair play to you, Jer. Um, I feel obligated. Yeah, we should. We should, Paris. Um, share any content vote and stuff we're on apple Podcasts. if you're listening there please rate uh review um our pod and subscribe there we're also on all the major podcast platforms that you can get spotify is probably the one that people listen to out most and uh you can email us if you feel the need yeah fpl hangover at gmail.com bang on Seamus uh yeah no no and I don't know if you said it but make sure you check out Seamus at FPL Drunk uh we will wrap it up um mini league code EH4HH7 we're going to be closing this one at the end of the game week at the game week 12 deadline so we're going to be wrapping up the the league for that there so again EH4HH7 but in general I wish you all an enjoyable rest of the week and most importantly God bless